No one likes to feel stuck, especially by your cloud. But the IBM cloud is the most open and secure public cloud for business. It can manage all your apps and data anywhere. Smart loves problems. IBM, let's put smart to work. Visit ibm.com slash flexible. This is The Sporting Life on ESPN Radio and the ESPN app. Here's Jeremy Schaap. Bob Stoops, who was the head coach at the University of Oklahoma for 18 years. His new book is No Excuses, The Making of a Head Coach, written with our old friend Gene Wojciechowski. Bob, thank you for joining us. Hey, great to be with you, Jeremy. Hope you're well. I'm great. I'm great. And, uh, you know... um, it, the book is a lot of fun, and it tells uh, it tells a lot of stories. I, I think it's been described accurately. It's not not a tell all. It doesn't have to be, but it is it is the story of of your rise to prominence in the game. Uh, growing up in Youngstown, Ohio, one of the cradles of coaches, of course, um, and, and your career at, at Iowa and um, uh, at Kent State. And eventually, as the head coach at Oklahoma, why why did you want to sit down and write this book? Now you're not even yet sixteen; you're already writing an autobiography. <laughs> well, I, I get asked quite often through the years um, by coaches from all levels and all different sports, as well as even business people, how did this happen for me? How did I, you know, become the head coach at Oklahoma? And and you know, I can't. In a five-minute conversation, it's impossible to tell all of this, how this whole journey happened and how, you know, how, how it – also, I get asked all the time, uh, how did we turn Oklahoma around so fast after so many years without a championship of any kind to, you know, to, to winning the national championship in our second year and then keeping it so consistent with, you know, competing for three more national championships and winning all the big – 12 championships we have how did we keep it so consistent so anyway there's a lot of stories just how we built up the early teams who had a really poor self-image to showing them all those great players and great teams and we always hammered it into their head that this is who you're supposed to be and there's no excuses for us not to be this kind of team or be a great player and to me to be a great coach i go i'm supposed to coach like barry switzer and 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 there's no excuses for me not to so anyway, there's just sort of details how we did things. We're speaking with Bob Stoops about his new book, No Excuses, The Making of a Head Coach, written with Gene Wojciechowski. And, and the stuff, um, a lot of the stuff I find interesting is about growing up in Youngstown, which is, you know, one of these, um, uh, American, uh, industrial towns so closely associated with the game of football and, of course, the sport of boxing as well. You're just a few months older, I think, than Ray Mancini, Boom Boom, um, Ernie Shaver. There's a long history, even more recently, Kelly Pavlik, great fighters coming out of there, great football coaches. What was it like growing up in Youngstown in the 60s and early 70s? Yeah, it was a, it's a tough town, still mill town and, uh, Heck, we uh, we did everything, man. We grew up in neighborhoods where you had a gang of guys, and we take our gang over to three streets over, and you know we'd play their gang of guys and tackle football and or you know basketball, whatever it was. Shoot, it was buddies of mine, we would they'd rope off part of a basement and we'd have fights. You know, we'd box three three rounds. And uh, I know someone asked me, did Boom Boom ever get in those fights? He said, heck, no, he. Nobody fight Ray. Nobody was he, he knew what he knew what he was doing. Nobody's that stupid. <laughs> no, that's exactly <laughs> right. But Boom Boom was a was a, people don't realize was a great athlete. He played football, basketball, baseball, 
all through uh, grade school and high school together. We were on the same teams and the same, grew up in the same neighborhood. And then he, his junior year, he quit the other sports and wanted to just concentrate on on fighting. And uh, you know, and everybody was really supportive of him. I know my father coached him in baseball, and you'd love it once in a while. Boom, boom would he'd come from training. And he hadn't been playing uh, practice all week, but my dad would still play him in the games because he was that good. <laughs> We're speaking with Bob Stoops. Again, his new book is No Excuses, The Making of a Head Coach. And, of course, you know, with the DeBartolo and the policy connection to Youngstown, it's kind of amazing you didn't become the head coach of the 49ers. How did that never happen? <laughs> yeah, no. They, they Well, they've always had some great coaches, too. You know that through the years. Yes. They've had some of the best ones of all time. So, uh but yeah, you know the the Bartlows were always a great family friend, and uh, still are to this day. And uh, there's a story in there of my dad trying to take our whole family to the Rose Bowl my junior year, and my brother Mike is a redshirt freshman. I'm a junior playing, and he, he's a school teacher. He can't take everybody, but the generosity of the the Bartlows. Eddie Junior calls my dad, and he knew him really well, and says, "Hey, I'm I'm taking care of your family now, going to the." going to the Rose Bowl. So, Eddie, out of his generosity, every whole family got to go to the game and see it all. Yeah, it really is amazing uh, how many prominent people in the world of sports, on the sports landscape, have come out of Youngstown, Ohio. You get to Oklahoma, uh, as you said, you know, after a, a period in which the program has been down, and it's something that people in Oklahoma were not uh, were not accustomed to uh after after the Switzer era, um, how did you turn things around so quickly? Yeah, you know, a lot of building the player's self esteem initially because we had a bad we had a bad self image, you know, from all those down years, and you know, just convincing them that we're working hard enough to deserve to expect to win. You know, that coming from Florida, I think I had some credibility of what it took to win championships. And look, we're working, you know, that hard. We're we're talented enough. We we should expect to win. And, uh, you know, and little by little it happened. And then we, you know, we completely flipped it in our second year going undefeated and winning the national championship. And and then, you know, and then there's the consistency of it too. No one's won more games over the next 20 years from 2000 to now. We, you know, we've been the most consistent team and have had the most wins. And, and that isn't easy either. You know, then after you win so much, you have to convince some players when you recruit them now instead of just the self-image. Look, you just because you show up here doesn't mean you're going to win. You know, there's a level of work and 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 you know in the way we do things that that you've got to put in and push for if it's going to happen for you. So anyway, we we de- detail all of that and uh, some of the other characteristics that are important. We're speaking with Bob Stoops, who spent. Almost two decades as the head coach in Norman of the Sooners, won a national title, won more games in that period of time than any other coach in college football. And whenever you're doing a job for that long, Bob, uh, the question becomes, you know, can you maintain the passion? Can you maintain uh, the level of interest? Um, you know, 20 years is a long time. How did you how did how did you stay as engaged as you were? For all that time, even with all the offers to go other places and the the close calls with with the Ohio States and the Browns and, and Florida and so forth. Yeah, I uh, you know I, I always felt two things. My, my I had great support from uh, the president and athletic director, 
I had the same president all 18 years, uh, David Bourne, and then and then Joe Castiglione, the same athletic director who hired me all these years. So that was part of it, loyalty to them. We were doing great things at Oklahoma and a great fan base, sold out stadium every game. So I, I felt a commitment to to the fan base as well to, to remain. And also my family. I had young children, and it gets to a certain point where they're embedded here and, and going to school. And, and in the coaching world, it's it's not usual that a, your children have one place they call home. Usually, you know, we jump around as coaches and – but this way I was able to have my children have one place where they grew up and that they call home and, and uh, didn't have to have them jumping around the country. You know, whenever there's a big vacancy in college football, even though you have a job now, your name gets thrown around. This week it happens to be, again, the Auburn job. So for the record, what can you tell us about your interest or lack thereof in the Auburn job? I have no interest ever in a, in a, in a school that already has an established one coach from the day I became a coach to now. That's it's ridiculous to talk about somebody when they got a good coach who's already doing a good job. So that's that's not to be talked about with, with me anyway, with coaches. When you see all those stories, though, whenever a big job comes up, your name gets thrown out there. Does it? How do you react then? How do you, then how if, do you know I see them? <laughs> I'm, I'm just assuming you. It's hard to avoid. You think I, you think I, read, the, you think I read the BS that's out there? I don't most of it I don't, and it doesn't matter. I'm, I'm immune to it after all these years. You know, and that brings up a point, though, Bob. I mean, in this day and age, one of the biggest things coaches will tell you that has changed over the course of the last 20 years, and I spent some time with your former coordinator, Mike Leach. This is something he talks about a lot. Social media, players having their own platforms, um, the complications that come from that. It's not just them outputting on social media, but but inputting and letting it affect them and affect their moods. We had on uh, Vince Carter on the show recently, you know, who's been in the NBA for about 25 years. And he says the biggest difference is all the players care about now, the young guys he sees in the locker room is what people are saying about them on social media. And he said it leads to depression. It leads to a lack of self-esteem, self-confidence when they get criticized as a coach. How did you deal with that with players? The fact that, you know, they're constantly on their phones and they're constantly, I'm assuming, worrying about what people are saying about them. You, you do your best to educate them that does this really matter? Some guy sitting in his underwear in his basement, what he thinks of you? And he, he's going to be haters everywhere. You know, he's you're playing at Alabama and he's an Auburn guy. Right. What do you think he's going to try and do? Destroy your confidence or beat you up? So what? I, for the life of me, I don't care. I don't understand why anybody would would read all that. You know, uh, heck, when I was a head coach in my early years at Oklahoma, I had two people go through my mail before I would ever read it, just to to throw stuff away that that's nonsense, you know, or that's just somebody wanting to you know mess with your mind or just have the gripe about something that's ridiculous, just throw it out. I, it doesn't matter to me. I don't I don't even want to see it, you know. So uh, I did. I had two people go through my mail before I ever even opened it. And uh, there are things that I needed to respond to where a kid wants an autograph. You did all that. But, you know, just people want to throw something at you. The heck with that. I, I don't have any time for it. I, I don't understand how why people do it, but they do it. Do you see it affect players? Oh, Absolutely. Yeah, it, it it can and it does, but there's no getting away from it. You're not going to take their phones from them. 
Not if you want to recruit anybody next year. We're speaking with Bob Stoops. His new book is No Excuses, The Making of a Head Coach, written with Joe, Gene Wojciechowski. And you did it for so long. Um, you were at Oklahoma so long. You, you could have stayed uh, as long as you wanted. Uh, and when you stepped away, a lot of people were surprised. Looking back now at that decision from a couple of years ago, how do you feel about it? I feel great about it. Um, I, what had happened is what I had hoped would happen. Lincoln would continue to push the program forward and do great things, and, and he is. Um, and my life is different, but I knew it was going to be, and it's been a hard adjustment. I don't, I don't lie about that. It's been challenging because when that's all you've done your whole life, and then you're, you know, you got a gang of guys your whole life that you're around every day, and then all of a sudden you're not. It's that's tough, and. Uh, but I'm adjusting, and it's been what I'd ex- expected it to be. And now I'm excited about this new opportunity with the XFL. That'll be something different start up, and uh, I, I think it's going to be exciting, fun football to watch. And I'm looking forward to working with these with these older players and uh, that have played a lot of football that are just on the fringes of the NFL. You know, the guys right on the outside of it but, but are still good players. What is it about the XFL opportunity that – appealed to you yeah just that like i said working with these older players i I believe in the leadership with oliver luck and vince mcmahon that we're going to put exciting fun football out on the field to watch um you know we've got great tv contracts already in place with national broadcasts with the spn and fox so it's setting up good it's um you know games will start in february right after the super bowl 10 game 10 week season so it's it's going to be exciting college football now here we are in the fall of 2019 compared to your first exposure to it as a player as a coach going back to the late 1970s how much has it changed how much is it the same well i think player relationships with coaches and football on the field is is still very similar you know there's more you know everybody throws the ball better and there's more wide open passing that kind of has all evolved and you know, but relationships with players and the toughness of the game is still remains a major part of it. Uh, you know, the only part, the, the communication part of it is what's so different, you know, just the, you know, phones and social media and const, constant communication and constant contact is, is different and media coverage is nonstop, you know, so all of that, you know, is, is different and, uh, but so much of it's, you know, a good part of it's still the same, too. Bob Stoops' new book is No Excuses, The Making of a Head Coach, co-written with the great Gene Wojciechowski. Bob is now running the Dallas Renegades of the XFL, which, when does the first season start, Bob? This, this coming uh, in February uh, 2020, uh, we'll start uh, the weekend after the Super Bowl. Exciting stuff. Bob, thank you for having joined us here on The Sporting Life. Jeremy, always good to be with you. Thank you very much. I'm Jeremy Schapp, and you can listen to new editions of The Sporting Life every Saturday and Sunday morning on ESPN Radio and the ESPN app, beginning at 6 a.m. Eastern Time.